Welcome to Bardstown Church of God audio sermons. We hope that this teaching will bless you. Share with us how God is moving in your life and how this message impacts you by visiting us online at bardstowncog.com. Are you ready? It's time for the word. You can't see him, but he's present here. How many feels that energy of God's presence? It's very, very, very evident today. When you, uh, Jesus, he told his disciples, told a lot of folks, but only 120 went to the upper room and he said, you, you stay there, you tarry there until you're endued with power. That word power is dynamo in the Greek, dynamite. How many is glad for the energy of the Holy Spirit today? I am absolutely. He, he does more in a moment of time than we could ever do in a lifetime or ever. We thank God for that. In the book of John chapter 12, St. John, the Gospel of John, I want to read one verse. I'll just give you a little bit while you're getting there and it'll be on the screen it's verse 24 of John 12 and that verse only uh, it's been probably almost eight, eight weeks two months ago that the Lord dropped this into my spirit and I and I've, I've lived with this and I, I thought you know maybe maybe not preach it but it spoke to me and it has continued to speak to me and I feel like actually when it's the first time that the Lord kind of dropped it in me, I felt like it was for you, but I did not know the timing and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to put it together. So here we go. Here's a word today that the Lord wants to share with you. John 12 and 24, Jesus said, everybody say Jesus said. You know, you can pay a lot of attention to the word of God, but when Jesus speaks, it, I mean, I mean, it really takes it to another level. I mean, it's all the word of God, but he's talking, he says, Verily, verily, that's like, hey, everybody, heads up. Except a corn of wheat, everybody say seed, fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, everybody say, if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. I will make a statement for my title today. You can't grow where you are not planted. You can't grow where you are not planted. You can't grow into what you won't go into. God help us today to preach your word. Open the ears of your people. Mine too. I'm one of yours. God, I want to go deeper in a relationship with you, and I believe today could very well be the beginning of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ for somebody in this room. And then there's others in this room that will go deeper in their walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. We welcome our guests today. It's great to see you. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated? Also, if you'll take your phone and share our live stream right now. Uh, I believe that there's things that goes on in this church and the preaching that can go around the world this morning. I've had contact with people outside of the nation of America and other nations 
that listens to our live stream, you can do that right now. So make sure you share that. So this morning, you can't grow where you are not planted. A seed, everybody say a seed, is full of the potential of life. There's life in the seed. Amen? The seed is planted. It undergoes, it undergoes some sort of process. And then a sprout appears and it grows into a full-fledged plant or whatever was sown. But what of the seed? Can you dig it up? Can you dig up the plant and find the seed that you have buried? You won't find it. It ceases to be a seed in order that the plant would live. It can no longer find its identity in that of its own self or old self, the seed. And in this way, it has to die. It has to cease to exist as its original self to bring life. Some seed, and if you look at verse 9 and on down through that chapter, you'll read of where that Jesus is speaking of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the rule of God. God is our king. And we know that God wants to rule and reign in our life, doesn't he? And so this, to illustrate this, Jesus tells the story about the seed that kind of speaks to some of the things that I just shared with you. In Matthew 13, verse 3, And he spake many things unto them in parables or stories, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the birds came and devoured them up. Now, that's what happened to that seed. It didn't produce anything. Some fell upon stony places and where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no depthness of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Let me know you can lose seed. It says, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But I love this, but other seed fell into good ground. And it brought forth fruit. Everybody say fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. But that one seed brought a bountiful harvest. And when it's sowed, when it's cultivated, when it's watered, when it's fertilized, and when it's de-weed, when the weeds are taken out, it brings forth multiplication. I want to get into your spirit today that God wants to multiply things in your life. The, the kingdom of God needs to multiply in your life. The rule of God needs to be growing inside of you and producing fruit inside of you. Jesus, in, in fact, in John 15, he said, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he said, you cannot bear fruit within yourself. You must abide. You must be buried inside of me. You must be with me. And he said, it's my desire that you would bring forth much fruit. Everybody say much fruit. And to go back to where that if seed and we don't abide there, it goes back to the where I spoke of seed, of where that it can rot and it doesn't produce because it's in itself. Jesus talks about of where that if, if we don't abide, we will be cast forth as branches into the fire. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear, is what Jesus said in the kingdom. You can't grow until you're planted. You can't grow until you're planted. Until you're planted, you'll not become what God wants you to be. 
Where, listen, if you're taking notes, number one, where do you need to be planted? Say this out loud. Where do I need to be planted? First, number one, be sown, be planted into a life with Jesus Christ. Boy, that's good right there. And here it is. It's a spiritual plant. It, planting, a, a spiritual sowing. You're sown into something. In Romans chapter 5, verses 20, and then going to chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, it talks of a spiritual baptism. So let's talk about this. In, in, in Romans 5 and verse 20, it says, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. How many knows that you were a sinner in need of a Savior? That, that your sin in your life was so great that you, you couldn't overcome it and you found yourself going deeper and deeper into addiction and enslavement and things that, that was destroying your life and your family and destroying people all around you. But when you met the Savior, when you met Jesus Christ, He came into your life and He changed your life. And it was a spiritual baptism. It was a spiritual time of you being sown. Watch this. In, in chapter 6, in verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue on in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized in Jesus Christ was baptized into His death? Therefore we are buried with Him in baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead and the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. See, Jesus says in John 12, I read verse 24 as a text, but you got to connect this with Romans 6. And verse 20, uh, John 12 and 23, And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is coming that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much Fruit, do you get it now? We've been baptized, we've been buried, we're identified with Christ. Our life is a seed that was sown in the burial of Jesus and that He raised again the third day and we walk in the newness of life. Where sin abound, grace does much more abound. God forbid if I think that I can walk in this thing in myself and I can somehow die out to myself. No, I'm buried with Jesus and that makes the difference. Amen. See, his death was needful. He had to die so he could impart new life into you. And you become a new creature in him. It's an everlasting hope for a dying world that we live in. Jesus willingly died and God resurrected his body. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. He said, I lay it down willingly. But he said, I can take it back up again. Our sinful nature must die so that God will resurrect our spiritual nature in Christ. As a result, we will bear much fruit as we walk in the righteous ways of our Lord Jesus Christ. We identify with Him. We, we are identified in His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Point number two. Where to be planted? You need to start being, understand where you're at, that you are planted where you are. 
If all you're doing is looking for the next place. If you're always looking for what's next, you're not playing it where you're at. Dear God. Galatians 6 says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So sowing is more than Jesus dying for us, but it goes on in kingdom principles to talk about whatever we sow. Whatever that is. And how many knows that, that you know, your life is seeds being sown. Your words are seeds being sown. Your actions are seeds being sown. Your giving is seed to be sown. And just on that note of that giving, because this is part of what the Lord spoke to me about eight weeks ago. There's a lot of people, they're not going to hang out in a church where they're not sown into. And where they don't give into. You watch people that don't plant and sow. All they are, they come and, they, and as soon as something better comes along, they're going to leave. Because they're not invested in the church. Let me ask you this. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. Let me ask you this. Are you planted in your marriage? Are you planted in your marriage? Have you died to yourself to produce a beautiful, fruitful, lasting marriage? I was reading in Romans chapter 15 today where it says, No man lives unto himself. There are people that need to become aware of themselves, self-awareness. I mean, if you hear some people talk, all it is is about them. Even in their marriage, they have nothing to say about their mate. It's all about them. In fact, there are marriage partners. It's, it's like, you got to give to me and you got to do this for me and you got to do that for me. Can I tell you, I have got what I want because I have sown into my wife's life and I give her everything that she needs. And can I tell you, I am reaping the benefit of a beautiful marriage because I sow into it. And if you're always looking at some girl down the road or some man down the road and think, I wish I had that marriage, why don't you start sowing into the marriage you have because God God don't want you to be divorced. Are you planted in the church? I'm talking about planted in the body of Christ to begin with. See, the church is more than just a building and it's the body of Christ. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about that Jesus is the head and we are the body. And Ephesians chapter 5 talks about that it's kind of like a husband and wife as Christ is the head of the church. The husband is the head of the wife and we're the bride of Christ and we're married to Jesus and we are his body. And I have been sown into the body of Christ through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And so have you. And, and, and can I tell you, we're begotten by the Word. The Word is seed. Come on. 
It's the preaching of the gospel, but it's the eternal word of God. It is the word in the beginning, John said. The word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything that made that was made and in him was life and the life was the light of men. Come on, somebody. And it's talking about Jesus became flesh and, and dwelt amongst us. He was the seed eternal. And listen, I love the word of God, but without Jesus, there is no way, there is no truth, there is no life. And some people, they can quote the Word of God. They can preach the Word of God. But they don't know the Word. They don't know Him, Jesus. Are you planted in the church? And so many people, they say, I'm the kingdom of God. I, I, listen, if I, had a, if I had a penny, let's just change that, inflation. Look at you, David, say inflation. Inflation. Let's really inflate this thing because we're living in some inflated times. Instead of a penny, let's say $25. If I had $25 for every time I heard somebody say, Dear Lord, forgive me. Help me, Jesus. I don't want to say anything wrong. That they were just passing through. Over the years that I've passed, they're just passing through. How many times I've heard somebody say, oh, you got a nice little church here, but uh, I'm looking for the new wine. Or for every time I've heard somebody say, you know, I, I just, I'm not getting fed there. And you got 200 people growing and you got somebody that can't grow. My mama, my mama fed five of us kids, three boys and two girls. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I didn't like pinto beans and cornbread and fried potatoes. But I do now. Put a little fat back in that thing. Come on, somebody. Get me some greens with some onions and relish. Come on. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I see all y'all. But you know what? I'd push my plate back, but you know what? And Dad said, you eat it, you're going to go hungry. Well, guess what? I went hungry sometimes. And it wasn't mama's fault. There was nothing wrong with the cooking. There was nothing wrong with the word. And can I tell you, anybody that's preaching the word, you may not like the delivery of it, but if it's the word of God, you can grow into it. And can I tell you, God wants us to grow in this thing. But the reason why some people are just passing through because they're not invested in the church. They're not invested in the local church. You can tell it because they're not involved. You can tell it because they don't tithe and they don't give and they go in and they go out. But can I tell you, you can grow where you're planted at. Your marriage will grow where you're planted at. If you get planted in your job, God will cause you to grow in your job. But if you're always looking for the next job, He can't promote you where you're at. Dear God in heaven, you can't grow into what you don't sow into. My wife, she shared this morning about a little bit alluded to our sons. And you know, we were in Cleveland, Tennessee Friday night at a banquet. 
And it was the International School of the Word. It's a college. And we were there and it was a banquet. And I sat there and I was so thankful because I was sitting there and and people were asking me about my sons. You know the reason why my sons are in the, the place they are in their life? And when I say that, I'm not talking about a title. I'm talking about their relationship with God. You know why? We sold into our sons. We sow into ball games for them. We sow into sports for them. We sow into giving them the best shoes and the clothing. But friend, when you do that at the expense of not sowing prayer into them, sowing your life of prayer into them, when they don't see you pray, they're not going to pray. When they see you walk away from your marriage, they're going to walk away from theirs. When they see you go in and out of church, they're going to go in and out of church. When they see you not pray, fast, fasting, they won't fast. And when they see you not giving to the church and tithing, they'll never do it. But thank God for sowing people who sowed into their children and showed them away. I believe that God's going to raise up a people in Bartstown in this local body that says, you know what? I'm tired of being self absorbed I'm going to start worrying about my relationship with God and my family and my church and my neighbors. I'm going to sow the gospel. Well, glory to God, I feel him. Julian, I feel a little bit like you. Maybe I'm too harsh. I'm just passionate. Passionate about the God. But our sons, I sat there at that ISO banquet and I was like, God, thank you for my boy. God, we sold into them. My mom and dad sold into us. Me, my wife's dad and mom sold into her and Lucille and those other eight brats. Sister Sue Taylor, you have sown into your daughters and sons. It is very evident to me that you sold into them. And you know what? Great is going to be your reward. You know what else? There's some things that you've not experienced with your kids, but you sowed the right seed, and guess what? The harvest will come. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. If you faint not, some of y'all need to get it on your calendar that one day you're going to reap because you sowed the right seed. Give God praise right there. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Whatsoever a man soweth. Everybody say, whatsoever I sow, I will reap. And it goes on to say this. For he that soweth to his flesh, oh wow, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, the things of God, the kingdom of God, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. There are so many marriages and churches full of corruption because people are sowing to their flesh and not to the Spirit. You cannot grow where you are not planted. You will never grow into what you will not sow into or what you are sown or planted into. You will not enjoy fruitfulness until you plant it and die to yourself. Many people sows a spiritual seed in the beginning, but gets weary waiting for the good fruit. Just what I said a while ago, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. 
You sow in order to reap a harvest. How many, how many is glad when harvest comes? See, the process requires time. You sow it, it requires time. My, uh, my daddy would take me, and I, I'm reminded of this because my mom gave me a report card, my first grade report card the other day when I was at her house. I opened that thing up. And I was like, wow. Been a long time. But it brought back a memory of me with my daddy in a garden the year before that at four years old. When I was in a garden and he had planted taters. A man in the church had given him a, a, just a plot of ground to be able to uh, raise a garden that year. And I'll never forget because I remember sowing those spuds, as dad called it, whatever it was. And, and I, we would go and dad would hoe it, you know, and different things and just kind of pet it. And then something came up. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, when are we going to eat taters? That was this going to come? This is taking too long. But friend, I want to tell you, harvest time came. And when it did, we had taters everywhere. I remember a little four-year-old boy kind of poking around and I said, don't, don't poke there. You poke over here. You dig over here. Because I, I was going to cut up some taters I didn't need to cut up. Listen, in order to have a harvest during that time of waiting, you're going to need to weed out doubt. Your words become seeds within themselves to destroy the good seed that you've sown. The power of life and the death are in the tongue. And, and my wife and I, we've become more aware and more careful of what we say, and some of y'all need to do the same. If I can't lead by example, listen, I don't need a doubter. I don't need somebody tell me all their problems all the time. I, I can sit and listen to it, but tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's right. You pray about what's wrong. Can I tell you, my wife and I, we've been sowing these seeds, and I, I told her, I said, don't you say that. I'll stop right now. I didn't do it in the meeting. I said, stop right now. Because I'm telling you, seeds will produce doubt. And seeds with words of confirmation, affirmation, words that say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's going to work this out. God's going to heal me. God's going to deliver me. God's going to save my kids, my grandkids. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. God's hand is not short that he cannot reach down and save. God's ear is not heavy that it cannot hear. You listen up. My God can do anything but fail. And the sooner we start talking it, the sooner we'll start being ready to reap a harvest of it. You must weed out doubt. Things that's coming into your mind and life that will prevent the harvest from happening. Many times, instead of growing into where we're planted, we, because we failed to weed out things in our life, we uproot the seed ourselves and go somewhere else and repeat the same thing. Can I just speak that one more time? DJ, would you come? Many times, instead of growing into where we are planted, where we're at, you let me get let me let me get real honest with you just for a minute, okay? 
I'm, I'm going to get on. I, I just, not that I've not been honest, but I want to tell you where I was at in January of this year. Instead of embracing where I was planted, I was like, I'm done. I'm finished. You know, that's as good as the devil wants you to do is not embrace where you're at. Well, I can find it easier over here. Instead of facing problems where we're at, a lot of times we'll face them somewhere else. And we're not willing to work through the season of weeding out things, of fertilizing things in our life, allowing God to do a work in us. We want God to do a work in everybody else, but He wants to start with you. And He wants to start with me. But can I tell you, I'm so glad That I realized God, because God spoke to me. I know He did. He planted me here, and I was going to stay here. And I thank God He reminded me to embrace where I'm at. you got to know where you're at. You need to embrace this church. You need to embrace where you're at because God is wanting to move in this church in a mighty way. He's wanting to use you, and the sooner you plant yourself, sow yourself here, God's going to do a work. We're going to labor together until Jesus comes. We're going to reap a harvest together until Jesus comes. I'm telling you, He's about ready to split the eastern sky. And I want to be a church that's on fire, that we're planted, doing the work of God, and fruit is coming all around us give him praise in the house everybody get on their feet come on give God praise we're gonna as he plays what you will not sow into you won't grow into if you won't sow yourself into something you won't grow into it Ecclesiastes the great preacher Solomon the man of wisdom said to everything there is a season everybody say and a time to every purpose under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die. Then he says this, and a time to plant. A time to sow. I felt this in my spirit, Sister Tanya, and I'm going to say it. I felt it when I was working this out. It's time to sow. It is sowing time to sow yourself into the kingdom of God. There's people you need to sow yourself into this church and let your family grow here. It's not by, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, it's not about me, it's about the kingdom of God. You're not here by happen chance. God allowed you to be here. How many knows that you? It's it's important for you to mature in the Lord, to grow in the Lord. I uh, who was that spoke to me? Oh, Sister Sheila Johnson, Augusta. They Augusta's daughter got married yesterday in Bourbon County. That's where I started pastoring at. Was in Paris, Kentucky. I was 26 years old, took a church, knew God had sent me there. And can I tell you, I never dreamt one time 
when I took that church that I would ever leave that church. It was in my mind to be there till Jesus came. I was young and with hair. Who said that? Yeah, I had a lot of hair. I seen a clip of Chico and the man the other day because that was my nickname and I was like, that's what I look like. It sure is. Little mustache, black hair just blowing. Lord, I'd love to have that back one day. Yes, it is. But I took that church and it was in my mind to embrace and to There was a man and his wife showed up at that church. And I thought, I honestly thought that they might be an answer to, to prayer. Honestly, it was an answer of the devil. And you know what? I ran. I gave it up. God was blessing. God was moving. Had four people when I got there the first Easter Sunday. We had 85. When I left, we was averaging about 55 or 60 in about 13 months, 14. And you know what? I was in the tour. And I wasn't seasoned enough to deal with that moment. Can I tell you, the older you get, you need to stop running from some things. You're older now, you should be more mature, should be wiser with things in life, but you also should become wiser in your relationship with God. Stop running. Stop running in your marriage. Stop running from things that God wants you to embrace. I'm talking about kingdom principles. It's one thing to be run off and run out. It's another thing to just stand your ground and having done all you know to do to stand... What do you want to say, Pastor? You cannot grow into what you will not sow into. You will not reap fruitful blessings until you sow good seed and cultivate it, water it, fertilizer, and weed it out the hindrances right where you are right now. Ever hit bowed and I close? You remember where we began at? Where does sowing begin at? Sowing your own personal life. Identifying yourself with Jesus Christ in His death, burial, and resurrection so that you might be saved. And He'll give you a new life. Is there anyone in this building that would raise your hand and say, I need a new life? Just raise your hand and put it right back down. You need a new life. God bless that hand. Any other hands? I thought I'd seen another hand. Any other hand? Yeah, I've seen that hand. God bless that hand. God knows you. Is there anybody in this building today? And I'm, you can look this way right now. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to make an altar right up here. A time to come to the Lord. Is there anybody that could say that the Lord has spoke to me today about embracing and being sown and cultivate and weed and water where I'm at, be planted where I'm at. Just raise your hand and put it back down. I'm talking about in your life, in any relationship, whatever it is. Raise your hand right now. God bless those hands. Would everybody stand? I want you to get ready to come. Everybody, I want you to get ready to come. 
I hope, I hope somehow I've, I drew a picture or something that would We pray that you were blessed by this message. For more information about Bardstown Church of God, please visit us online at bardstowncog.com. Have a great week.